Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ronnie Don Show, starring Ronnie Don and sometimes me at RonnieDon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 345 of the Ronnie Don Show. We are live from the Les Schwab studio. What's up, Ronnie Don Nation? Hey, you know, we're real estate guys, uh, real estate brokers with Windermere. And uh, coming up, did you know you can actually buy real estate right now in the metaverse? You're not going to believe what it's going for. And then also, if you want like a Gucci bag, in the metaverse just in time for the holidays uh, evidently you can do that too so if you can't have a gucci bag in real life maybe you can have one when you're hanging out with mark zuckerberg and everybody else uh, in in the metaverse sounds like a lot of fun also uh coming up we got to talk about this um i am blown away by the fact that uh, there is a event he's an he's an evangelist uh, that I know that I picked up the phone and I called him one time and I said, Hey, my sister was dying. Can I borrow your jet? And he allowed me to use his jet. Uh, he just died of COVID-19 and you're not going to believe what he was saying about COVID-19 before he died. And we're going to share that story with you before we get to that though. Let's get to this just in time for the holidays. I know, uh, Ron, you, uh, we sat down today. We're eating some lunch going over our plans for 2022 and our radio and our real estate business. And I saw you not eating fruit. And anytime I see you not eating fruit, uh, I know you're, uh, you're back on, on, on your diet again. So what's going on with your diet? And then you'd also sent me a story saying, Hey, just in time for the holidays, uh, everyone be careful when it comes to exercise, because this is how exercise, uh, well, this is how it affects your diet, so be careful here, right? I, the, the message for me, is I, I, I don't feel like I have any room to talk about diet and fitness because you've known me my like, and, and since I was thirty uh, till now, I maybe late twenties. Um, finally, my uh, like I was very athletic growing up and didn't have any problems with weight, and then uh, you know I've yo-yoed. I've lost and gained the same twenty-five pounds, probably. A dozen times since I've I've known you, but for me, um, I have you know COVID's been rough. Uh, the holidays were here. I had gained uh, quite a bit of weight, over about twenty five, thirty pounds almost, and so I was just like, "That's it. I need to turn this bus around." The only thing that's been effective for me, and there are people that, that criticize this, is keto. So, like, if I stick to the keto diet, and when we were on the radio, I did a 3010 Weight Loss for Life, which is like an, a, a keto-assisted program. Like, they basically help you figure out how to stay on it. It's accountability, and they help you manage, you know, your diet and your food. You drink a lot of bone broth. Uh, I don't do the bone broth, but so keto has worked for me. That's really the only thing for, like, a significant amount of weight. That's the only thing that is what is, what is What is the focus of, of keto versus other diets? Uh, keto is uh, you're trying to get your body to go into ketosis. And so ketosis is where your body is burning fat as its main fuel source instead of glucose as its main fuel source. So in the regular, they call it the SAD, Standard American Diet, because it is a SAD diet. The SAD diet uh, gives you tons of carbs, tons of sugar, 
and those things are converted into sugar. So if you go, like for instance, a, a standard American diet would be, let's say, cereal for breakfast. You're probably having 50, 60 carbs, depending on the cereal. If it's a sugary cereal, it might be 80 to 90 carbs just in a big bowl of cereal in the morning. Or you could have a pastry or toast or pancakes. All those things are straight carbs. Standard American diet, you, you, at lunch, what are you going to have? A Subway sandwich, giant piece of bread, uh, lots of added sugars. And so, again, you put, add another 50 grams of carbs. Chips on the side or a cookie, uh, you're having another 50, 75 grams of carbs. What about a Coke with that? And you have a Coke, another you know, 30 grams of sugar. Then for dinner, what do you have? Well, we're going to But have- I had lettuce on it, so right. it's healthy. <laughs> so for dinner... In the standard American diet, maybe you your kid uh, is begging you, you go out for pizza, uh, maybe you have pasta, maybe you're going to go and, and do a fun night out uh, where, where you have one of those foods again. So at the end of a day for a standard American diet, and this is what I used to do, maybe you have noodles, maybe you're going to eat pho, or maybe you eat udon, or whatever it is, uh, you have a bunch of rice with your teriyaki. At the end of the day, you've had 200 to 300 grams of carbs maybe, uh, you know, not much protein, not much fiber, not many salads, not many greens, tons of sugar. And so your body becomes accustomed to burning sugar. And when your sugar levels drop, you have those intense hunger pangs. That's when you see people reach for a latte. They reach for a candy bar. They go to the vending machine around two or three o'clock in the afternoon and you crash. So you're my diet. And you, you remember me when I was at my heaviest, was I was crashing all day long. So I would start immediate sugar spike in the morning, have another one mid-morning, lunch. So I was up and down this roller coaster oh. of sugar spikes all day long. Yeah. And so what? And so that's what your body is craving. That's what it's learned to burn as fuel. Yeah, we would be on air and you would reach for a Coke. You'd reach for uh Energy cupcake, drink. Hostess cupcake. Yeah, just some, something. So uh, then what ketosis does. Reese's. Peanut butter cup. I love a Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. Uh, what ketosis is of the keto diet is you're going to severely limit your carbs and your sugars. And over time, your body becomes fat adapted. It's going to choose to burn fat instead of burning sugar because there's no more sugar left in your system. And so a lot of people will combine ketosis. And again, I'm not a health professional, but this is what's worked for me. They're going to combine ketosis with maybe intermittent fasting. Just give your body enough time during the day to deplete all of the sugars out of the system. And if you do that consecutive days, your body is going to go, oh, I need to change fuel sources. And it's going to start burning. It's going to take ketones that I believe your liver produces. And it's going to take fat cells and burn fat cells as fuel. Your body actually is set up for this because for millennia, um, carbs were hard to find. You know, if you're a caveman, this is paleo is a different branch of this. But if you think back to it, when, when humanoids uh, first started eating, you couldn't go to the grocery store and get a Coke. Like there was no refined sugar. You were just eating what you had. So if you found your foraging, if you found nuts, if you found seeds, if you were able to bring down an antelope, that's what you ate. And so the body was very efficient at burning fat. And the reason why we hold on to fat so much is because it was scarce. Like back in the day, if you found some sugar or you found some proteins, your body wanted to hang on to that as long as it could because it might be three weeks before you get sugar again. 
So the body's very efficient at burning fat. Um, and this is probably a way longer answer than you wanted. But so for me, I had swung back into the bad habits. Uh, and we talked about it on a few episodes ago. I just had a, a struggle of a year. Had some real big setbacks in my personal life this year. And so I comfort eat. And I was eating pasta and pizza and noodles and having a couple cocktails and doing all of the you know desserts. Holidays roll around, you get a pecan pie. You're eating mashed potatoes. Like all of these things happen. So when I hit uh, the specific weight number, I was like, all right, that's it. So I just have to. For me, it's a light switch. I, I have to be totally in or totally out uh, until I get back to my goal weight. And so uh, my metabolism just changes around that. Yeah, and I would, I would I would tell people, if you get up in the morning and you eat a bunch of food because you think you have to go eat a bunch of food before you exercise, like I have a spin bike here, I get on that spin bike and without with just a cup of coffee with no sugar in it, I can get on that, not eating a banana, nothing, just getting on that. And from the food source the night before and the fat in my body, I can roll on that thing for an hour and I can burn a 1,000 1200 calories and I can fly on that thing. What's really interesting is if, if, and I would see this happen to my students all the time when I taught, I taught spin class for 20 years and you would see them come in and they would eat a, eat a bunch of food and coffee with sugar in it before they, then they get on the bike and I would teach these real intense classes. You could see them 30 minutes in totally crash and they would have to reach in their pocket, their purse, whatever it is to find an energy bar or goo, uh, whatever they could find to put the sugar back in because their sugar tank had run out and you got to keep, you got to put more sugar in there. But if you just wake up in the morning and you go on that walk and it doesn't have to be on a spin bike, you guys, so you go climb those stairs or whatever it is. You just, you just start movement and you do that in the morning without having, you know, they say breakfast, the the, the most important meal of the day. It, it, it's, it's really not. And, and sometimes breakfast is, is one of the worst meals you can eat, as Ron said, if it's just all Give me a short stack sausage. of pancakes yeah. with a side of syrup and a yeah. sugary coffee drink. Yeah. And even, even all the cereals that don't have sugar in them, they, well, they don't have, maybe they don't have as much sugar as the other cereals, but they have a ton of sugar in them. So, so think about that and, 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 and sometimes even saying to yourself, maybe I'll take two or three days a week, maybe Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, instead of having breakfast, I'll just drink you know, that cup of coffee. Be careful, because if you say, well, I'm just going to drink that orange juice, it's going to give you that spike that Ron was talking about, and then boom, just from the sugar that's in the orange juice, you're going to be craving Not on the roller coaster. The same thing can be, you're like, well, I'm just going to have a little bit of fruit, and then I'm going to go exercise. You, 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 you take that fruit, and the next thing you know, I guarantee that there's enough energy in your body from the night before, the food that you consumed, and the most important thing you can do if you need to get going is a cup of black coffee and have a little bit of water and then move. But and if you're totally carb-adapted, becoming fat-adapted, like Don just said, it's a painful process for a large percentage of people. Takes three. If you, you get have headaches, three you weeks. have withdrawals. Yeah. Uh, it is not easy. Your body's going to resist because it wants that glucose. So if you're interested in that, there's a lot of research available for it uh, for these different. But that's the that's the diet that works for me, and I, I definitely need to lose some lbs. Yeah, I could really go for a stack of pancakes right now. Oh, you're telling me. See you guys on the other side of it. 
you can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail, um, and then they just came in with a with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, uh, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now, and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Sign up for the Nation News at ronanddonradio.com. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Kind of, a, kind of a personal story here, and I'm just trying to figure out how I feel about these things. Uh, when I was young, I was pretty in- involved in the church, and in fact, I used to travel around the country, and I would speak in, in churches at a very young age. Uh, and it kind of helped me in my broadcast career, just learning to stand up behind a microphone and speak. Uh, and I would do that in churches, uh, in a couple of youth prisons, uh, in different places, auditoriums around the country. And I, I think the biggest group of people I ever spoke to was maybe 60,000 people in an arena. Uh, but sometimes it was just six people, just kind of dependent. Anyway, when I would go and I would speak, and it was mostly uh, to young people, to kids, youth pastors and all that, I met a pastor by the name of Marcus Lamb. Marcus Lamb was a, was a really nice guy, great pastor, uh, and a great speaker. Uh, and he was really... He, he, he was really into the evangelical uh, movement. And anyway, he, he, he approached religion maybe in a different way uh, than I did. Uh, and he really felt like he heard from God and God talked to him and told him all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, man, I, I've, I, I pray every day and I've never had God verbally talk to me the way that he talks to you. That's, re- that, that's really incredible. But Marcus felt that way. Anyway, he went on to start a... Uh, a television program started in, in Dallas, Texas, and then he started buying up channels all over the country. And he, he started an organization called Daystar. Uh, and Daystar is still on today. It's like the PTL club that Paul and Jan Crouch started, uh, the late Paul Crouch. Uh, and anyway, so Marcus started this with his wife, Joni. And this thing really grew and grew and grew. And they have all kinds of television stations all over the country. And they raise a lot of money. And they also have a jet. A number of years ago, I needed a jet. I had a sick sister, and she was dying, and we didn't know what she was dying from. She was down in New Mexico, 
And so I tried to put her on a commercial flight and, and they would not fly her. She was too sick. Uh, and I'm like, well, what am I going to do here? And then I looked into medical. You're trying to fly her because you had some medical stuff arranged here in Washington that was not available Correct. down in New Mexico. That's a very yeah. important piece. Yeah. This wasn't a joy trip where like you guys weren't going on vacation. No, she was. There not. was medical care available yeah. here in the Pacific Northwest that was way more cutting edge and yeah. available. And so you'd already arranged that, but the problem was she had to be here. Yeah, and, and it was really great. She worked in this church, and I had worked in a church before, and it was a church that didn't have any health care. Just it, it, ugh, it's it's just horrendous. I think about some people that are in the ministry. Sometimes they don't have any health care. Also, when you're in ministry, you don't have to pay Social Security, which means you don't get secure, Social Security later on in life. So you really set yourself up for a really tough life later on if you haven't uh, done things. Anyway, so my sister, she's in her early forties. I called him, and I just said, "Hey." I have a favor to ask of you. I need your jet because uh, their ministry had a jet. And he said, where do you want it? And I said, I need that jet to fly from Albuquerque, New Mexico uh, to Seattle, Washington. And Did we'll, you have to have a nurse on board? And the whole I'd have life? a nurse on board. And uh, his fa- my family was on board. Uh, my sister's kids were on board. Uh, my sister Beth was on there. My mom was on there. They all flew up here. Uh, the Pierce County Sheriff's Department met us. Uh, and anyway, we were able to get her some of the, the critical medical care uh, that she needed at the time. And, uh, and then she would pass uh, probably a year later. Um, so anyway, that's another story that, that, that I've shared before. I, I, was, I, was, I was so grateful to him. Uh, and then a number of years ago, I read a story about him having to come out and talk about the fact that he had cheated on his wife. And that they were being, uh, someone was contacting them and saying, give us some money. And if you don't give us some money, we're going to tell people all around the country uh, what you've done and that you've had these affairs. Uh, so he and his wife just went on TV one day on their Daystar program and admitted it and talked about it. And then, and then we're seeing lots of stories now. In fact, there's a guy who took $1.6 million dollars in loans through the pandemic for his business. Did you read this story the other day? He went out and bought a Lamborghini. They went to the federal government, came for the money. He only had $700,000 left. They took the $700,000 and they threw his hurt in jail for nine years. Wow. He's doing nine years for take. This pastor and his wife took $3.9 million. And you know what they did with it? They went out and they bought another jet. They used the money. You already had a jet. I know because my sister got to you. And now they went out and bought another jet. Luckily, when the federal government came to him, though, and said, hey, we need the $3.9 million back. What do you know? They had the $3.9 million. Of people's tithes. They, they, had, they had the three point nine to give it back. And now he and his wife aren't doing nine years. Anyway, he just died last night. He just died. And I started reading about some of his programming on Daystar. Anti-vaccine. Uh, had one of the Kennedys on that talks a lot about being anti-vax, uh, said that this, this disease was from the devil and that it was an attack on the church and had so many programs on Daystar. Was he one of the guys that think, thought you could pray it out or sure, yeah. Jesus would come and protect people from the all virus? That, yeah, all, all, the, all, all that stuff. And, and so I'm sitting here going, you know what? By the programming, 
that you created on Daystar, there are people that are dead. There are people that died because they didn't go out and they didn't get vaccinated because they listened to the programming that you put on Daystar. How did he die? Shame on you. He just died of COVID-19. He was in the hospital for almost a month and a half, and the family tried to hide it. And even if you go out, I went out on the website last night, and they say that, that, that he is no longer with us. They don't, they don't mention anything about COVID-19. It was actually his son that came out today and said, yeah, my dad had COVID-19. He died of COVID-19. But even now, he says, it was, this was just an attack on his ministry. Uh, we saw it before with the adultery stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think the devil's attacking you when you're going out and you're taking your her and putting it in a ha and it doesn't belong to your wife. I don't think the devil has anything to do with that. And as far as COVID-19 goes, I, and maybe this is too strong, I believe that he is directly responsible for people, especially older people, that listened to him, that trusted him, that gave him money, and he went out and bought that jet. And I'm really torn about it because I used his jet. Uh, there, there are people dead because of what he did, and at the same time, there's still a sadness in me about that because he did help my family and help my sister. So I'm, I have to admit, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little torn about it today. Well, that's we've talked about this over the years in so many different ways. People are complicated. Nobody is all of one thing or all of uh, something else. And he showed you a great kindness. Great even, kindness. Even if that kindness, if you peel back the layers of it are probably very off-putting to your sensibilities. Right, because it, like, it, you, you, it was money you got from older people right, that send, watch Daystar, that sit at home. That they're, in, they, in some ways, he was a, he was a charlatan. Yeah, as militant, as, if you have family members that are super militant about Fox News or Newstar or Newsmax or whatever that is, it's the same way in religious circles that people feel about PTL or the Christian Broadcasting Network or, or, or Daystar. So. so he had some humanity left in him. But he also was corrupted by the success of the venture that he started. Both of those things can be true. And in his mind, he could still think that he was trying to serve God. So, like, all of those things can be true, but I land on what what the reality says is closer to what you just said than to what his his ministry is saying right now. Because they want to keep the people that have monthly donations on board, giving them their monthly donations. Because... You know, that jet payment doesn't pay itself. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. See you guys on that side. Hey, it's Ron here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. He's the official mortgage guy of Ron and Don Nation. Mitch, I want to do a little case study with you. We have a client. We introduced him to you, and you guys hit it off. Who was like, I want to get a vacation property over in Suncadia or Ronald or that area. A lot of people are thinking about that right now. What are some good pointers for that type of thing? Like, I want to get a house on the island. I want to get a house in Suncadia. I want to get a house at a golf course. Maybe we'll go out to Orcas. You want that summer cabin or weekend cabin. Is that different than when you're buying your primary house? It is, yes. And it is slightly yes and no. So investment property rates right now, I don't know if you've heard, but they've skyrocketed. Banks are trying to phase out investment properties as much as they can because there's such a housing shortage in the U.S. 
Second homes don't count for that, which is huge. So if we can qualify it as a second home, hmm. it's not quite a primary rate, but it's really close. And that is just has to be something substantially different, right? You can't buy two homes in Seattle that are basically the same and call one a second home. <laughs> right. One of them is going to have to be an investment property. But if you're buying on an island, you're buying up in Suncadia, which is the case of one of our clients. Yeah, you call it a second home. You still get a great rate. And, you know, you're happy with a place. you And you can still rent it out, just right. to be clear. It just can't be a pure investment property. It has to look like a vacation home. So a lot of people fantasize about this and they think, oh, maybe it's in a year, maybe Maybe it's in three years, maybe it's in five years, but getting this financial piece in order, in my mind, you should start now, even if you're like, hey, I'm thinking 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you agree with that? Totally agree. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough. I'm willing to talk to anyone. So if you come and talk to me today and you say, I want to buy in two years, we'll put a plan together for how you can buy in two years. Right. Or we'll say, hey, it looks like you can buy in one year if that's interesting to you. I'm not going to pressure you, but financially you're sound. You can do it now. It's funny how many times once someone gets all their ducks in a row that uh, opportunity presents itself. Right. Yeah. They're just softly looking um, at housing online and then they see one that pops and they go, man, I wish I was They go hang out with their friend at Sun Katie to play golf and it's like... Wait, this two-bedroom down the hallway from you is for sale right now? Maybe maybe I buy that. I'm already pre-approved with Mitch. So uh, if you're thinking about and fantasizing about that, that weekend place, that second home somewhere for the family on the island, uh, get in touch with Mitch, Mitch.loans. Uh, tell him you're with uh, Ron and Don Show, and you save half percent on a new loan. So Mitch.loans, uh, check him out today. All right, you guys, welcome back to uh, the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show this year. And a lot of you guys know this is a referral business. In fact, we have something coming up here called the Sunday Supper. We're going to have a bunch of our clients and friends over. Uh, and I hope to invite all you guys to a Sunday Supper. In fact, what are you making for – we're going to have everyone over to the house. What are you I making for the Sunday Supper? I thought I going to go with, with my patented uh, a family recipe for New Mexican-style pozole. Oh. It's so good. Yeah, it's good. So good. So, But I uh, some of our clients are vegetarian, so I'm going to have to figure out okay. a vegetarian version. And I might need to borrow one of your crockpots because I'm going to – I bought an Instant Pot. So I'm going to get one of them in the Instant Pot. Okay. And then we'll do a vegetarian version uh, in the crock. That sounds good. And I'm going to make some, uh, my Southern stew. So anyway, uh, it's just kind of a way to say thank you to get with our people. And we want to say thank you to all you guys for going to run it on sit down or sharing that with your friends. And they've sat down with us this year. We've sold tens of millions of dollars in real estate. Can I uh, say something real quick on the website? We, we just launched a brand new website. Mm-hmm. We're having a couple, if someone's gone out there and tried to contact us and you're getting an error message or something, just email me directly, Ron at windermere.com. Uh, you don't have to go through the little form we have on the website because we've had we're having a couple technical issues that we don't know they exist until someone tries it and it doesn't work. So uh, email me directly if you've seen anything on the website. Hey Healy, yeah, I'm. What are you? I'm. I'm recording a podcast right now. You're live on air. Is there anything you'd like to say? There's a lot, but I better keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys, this is Mike Healy, Beach Electric. If you need a great electrician, he's up on Finney Ridge right here in Seattle. And uh, Mike, electrician is pretty cheap right now, right? If you can get them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll call you back after we get done recording, all right? Real good. Anytime. Yeah. All right, man. See you. All right. There's, uh... That's my electrician. And you know the way that we met him? We were selling his uh, father's house earlier this year. And his father passed away. And we got to know Mike. 
And now we've done a number of deals and he actually did all the electrical work on my uh, day do in the backyard too. So I love this business and uh, we'll have to invite him over for the Sunday uh, supper. Hey, before we get out of here, I'm a little confused. Uh, I'm trying to understand the metaverse. My son asked me about it a lot and he said, daddy, uh, are we going to buy some real estate in the metaverse? And I said, what are you talking about? And I started reading up on this and evidently you can buy real estate in the metaverse right now and you can buy Gucci products. And if you're like red wing boots, there's all kinds of things that you can buy yeah, there in, the, is. in the metaverse. What's going What's going on here? So I'm trying to figure out the best way to frame this up. The metaverse, if you don't know what it is, it's basically an online universe. Uh, Facebook has rebranded the umbrella company as meta uh, because they're trying to get into this space. In basic terms, what these technologists want you to do is to put on a pair of 3D goggles and then to use those 3D goggles to navigate your way through a virtual place. And you can pick virtual clothes and virtual locations and everything is virtual. And then people buy and sell virtual goods for cryptocurrency and it's a kind of a booming business. Here's the thing, though, that I just read on this that, that I think is really, really interesting. I want to get your take on it. And again, this is coming from someone. I, I've been a technology fan f- for my entire life. Uh, and so uh, this thing, I, I subscribed to Wired Magazine. And this Wired Magazine article, uh, the author pointed something out that I found really intriguing. He basically said this. Big nerds like Mark Zuckerberg and, and Bill Gates and all these people, Steve Jobs, and I don't know if they specifically done it. He's like, the big tech people, they have been trying to ram virtual technology down our throats for going on 20 years now. And all sorts of different glasses and goggles and 3D this and virtual that. And he's like, for whatever reason, it's not mainstream. And it's not for lack of trying. Facebook spent, I think, over a billion dollars to buy Oculus, which I believe was a local company here in the Pacific Northwest. And they've been, they're spending billions of dollars of Facebook's money, taking it from the ad revenue from the Facebook side and funneling it with huge salaries and employees. And then they're funneling all this money into the metaverse. And if you remember, Google tried the Google Glass a while back. So they spent hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars to develop Google Glass. And the general public that you need, the amount of people that you need to make this happen, don't care. I don't care. They I'm, don't, I'm one of them. Yeah. They don't care. They don't want to be in the metaverse. I don't want. I don't want to virtually climb Mount Rainier. I want to go climb it. Right. Yeah. And and so the the, the I don't want to virtually water ski behind your boat. I want to be on a water ski behind your boat. Right. So yeah. the, this this author in Wired is like, it's not working. No, but it's fun at a party. But it's fun at a party, and there there is a a subset. It's like the thing that you brought up where people are buying Gucci gear or they're buying real estate. There are apps that will have millions of people in it um, worldwide, but it's not – there's billions of people on the planet. Like how many people are on Facebook? Three billion you know, like almost everybody has a Facebook account. If, you are, if you're connected to the internet, you've been on Facebook. How many people have been in a metaverse? Millions. So it's a fraction of, of the general population. And I, there's going to be people that are attracted to this. But it, right now, it's very, very small. And to your point, I, I watched another critique of this that said, this is a danger for people that want to escape reality. And so if you're if you're wired that way, where you're you're 
real life climbing Mount Rainier or water skiing or going to school or whatever it is, if your real life is very painful and you want to withdraw from real life, right now you use maybe music, drugs, isolation, whatever it is, fiction, you, you find your tribe and you sort of isolate with that tribe. If there's a way for you to create this perfect virtual world, the people that are going to be attracted to that, that's going to be like a drug to them. The, the escapism and the thing, the ver, if you're a, let's say an overweight, depressed, pimply teenager, but in the virtual world, you're a rich, uh, good looking, you're dating a supermodel, you live in a mansion on a lake, you have uh, all this real estate and a wardrobe that you can never afford, then you're, that virtual life becomes more attractive to you than your actual life. And so I think innately human beings understand that I'm given my real life. And while it's fun to listen to stories or it's fun to go to the movies it's fun to watch Breaking Bad or The Mandalorian and escape for a couple hours. I don't want to escape all the time. I, I need to live in my real life. I, I don't want to put on my virtual Gucci, go to my virtual office with my virtual friends and only do virtual things. I, I think that the pushback on this is legit. I could be wrong. And maybe in a your, you know, your son's generation or after, will all just be virtual all the time. But I, my gut on this is that it will be a very small percentage of people. It could be lucrative, but I don't think in 10 years we're going to go to Ken's market and everyone's going to be wearing goggles. Yeah. Well, my, and my son has those goggles and, and he'll come in here and you, and he boxes with that. And then you also see that they have some workout programs. So I could see doing that for sure. 10 or 15 minutes a day. But I have those goggles on too long, and my head just starts spinning. It it it, it takes like like a lot of energy because there's a lot of things coming at you. And if you think about it in your normal everyday life, a lot of times maybe you're just sitting on the couch eating a peach, watching a television show. It's not that fascinating. And then the metaverse stuff's just coming at you all the time. It's too much. It wears me out. I just want to go sit on the couch and eat a peach. So if you're into that thing, buy some virtual real estate, buy a virtual Gucci bag. Uh, but for the rest of us, I think it'll just be like, yeah, it's a fun party. And trick. we'll still do a Ron and Don virtual sit down with you in your metaverse. If you like to do that. <sighs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Hey you guys, thanks for listening to episode 345. Happy holidays. Thanks for stopping by Les Schwab Tire Center, dropping off a new, uh, unwrapped toy. We really appreciate that. Everyone that's doing that. Also, thanks for hitting subscribe and getting signed up for the nation news. Uh, Ron wrote something really cool this week that I think you'll love. We'll send you maybe an article Ron has written, I've written about real estate or our lives. What's happened with Charlie, the dog, all you have to do, maybe on one of Ron's travels, all you have to do is go to ronandonsitdown.com, click on the nation news and get signed up. And Hey, if you need us, especially as we come storming into 2022, if you're thinking about buying or selling in the spring, which a lot of people are, this is the time. This is the time that I'm going out and I'm looking at homes and I'm saying, Hey, this is what we need to do in order to get maximum dollar for this particular house. This is the strategy. These are the folks we're going to line up. And this is the date we're going to hang the yard arm and we're going to go for sale. And this is what we're going to ask. And I guarantee you guys, 2022, boom. It's going to be a boomer year again, just like we had in 2021. Thanks again for listening. 
Hope you're having great holidays. Thanks for dropping off those toys. Thanks for supporting us at ronanddonsitdown.com. Until next time, keep your head up and your shoulders back, and we'll see you right here only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.